All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 14 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm Brock, and I'm back. He's and we here. got Biebs Bondi, and we got Dylan D. Berthium. How's it going, boys? I mean, you're here, so um, we're, we're good. We, we feel complete again. We've, uh, Makes me feel good. Yeah, you know. We, we, Glad to be back. We got the bread to our sandwich. So, uh, <laughs> Happy but, to be here. I mean, we held it down. Yeah, I think. yeah you guys did a good um, job. I didn't listen to the whole show. I listened to most of it, though. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the constant chirps. That <laughs> but sometimes, uh, sometimes when you miss an episode, you got to. Um, yeah. yeah. That was your guys' first chance in like 130 episodes to just rip me apart. Yeah. yeah. Well, we only get so much airtime when you're here because, you know, like 70% of it is just filled by me talking yeah yeah but happy to be here uh just took my <laughs> coat off i'm gonna stay a while so it's cold where we're at right now we are do uh, we have legit like eight inches of snow like at, yeah. november 10th like, what um yeah you know it's great before work shoveling after work shoveling middle of the night shoveling it's good yeah uh, you know good luck good i didn't luck even get a chance to get my ice rink in yet and then we already got inches of snow i'm like okay better warm up yeah. and melt yeah. so as I can... someone who wants to abuse that ice rink and use it for my own personal use oh my god you should see the size of the plastic i got this year for this thing 100 feet by 60 feet it's gonna be legit Dang. if you know it ever stops snowing and i can get it a rink you have enough in. wood for that oh yeah we got wood. We got wood. wood we live on, on wood. a farm. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's talk about fancy hockey here. Um, so let's start with the two biggest injuries of the week. It seems like every single week we come on the air, there are 
massive injuries, length people missing lengthy periods of time, um, and they're just super key players in fancy hockey. So we're going to start with Sidney Crosby, uh, expected to miss at least six weeks after undergoing core muscle surgery. Not ideal. Yeah, um, apparently Greg pattern i believe had the exact same thing and he's mm-hmm. just starting skating after five weeks out in minnesota right now yeah um so like you said extremely not ideal that's no, my it, boy he yeah he's dealing uh i guess he's been dealing with a nagging sports hernia yeah. finally got that worked on meanwhile um, putting up a point per game yeah wow been great just been fantastic been unreal he's been taking over so it sucks it's uh I guess this is the time where we normally, uh, in the past, and by past, I mean like seven years ago, uh, when we'd see Evgeny Malkin really kind of elevate his game um, in... Did you just guess that number? Since it absence. was legitimately seven years ago. Well, no, I wrote about the injury oh, okay, today. I so like, I know, I like, like I, did you just pull that out of your ass? But, like, Sid, because Sid's been, like, really healthy in recent yeah, years. Was, uh, yeah, he, I think he's played, he's only missed 19 games over the last six years, which is crazy to think about considering he missed so much time. Yeah, I, we talked about before the year. So Sid missed 19 over the last six, six years, years and Malkin's averaged 19 missed games yes. a season over that same stretch. So I remember when Sid was a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was kind of just uh, one major Concussion injury, issues. right? Yeah, recurring. He obviously seems to be past that now, which is great. He's onto the groin. He's moving um, down the bod. But yeah, it's been a while since we've seen Malkin kind of get the full run, so that'll be... Uh, interesting to see. He looks good so far. He's taken full yeah, advantage I, of it. He, uh, I've watched a lot of Penguins games lately. I seem to have been. I was playing Crosby and Gensel a lot DraftKings, so I was kind of gravitating towards his games. And Malkin, since coming back, has looked kind of out of sorts. Um, hopefully, he's kind of just getting back to full health. He's got a point because they're game, they're gonna they're, yeah. But he just like looks kind of off. But hopefully, yeah, that's fine. I just, he's gonna play twenty minutes a night now. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. you know, top line, top power play. He's just uh, so which when now. he first when Malkin came back, he they put him on the second unit to start. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was they uh, they're just trying to figure things out. I mean, yeah. like they they've been banged up all year. They can't seem to catch a break. Now they're without Crosby for a uh, month and a half. Hornquist is out long term. Uh, Latang isn't coming back anytime soon, so they they're really gonna they're gonna have to, to step up. And you yeah, know, some of those guys who they they're kind of relying now, on big time. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, now's the time. But they always seem to uh, we always, they always seem to deal with something like this. It's usually their back end because uh, mm-hmm. Latang, and they always are fine. So, yeah, um, we'll yeah. See. So hopefully Malkin owners, uh, you know, he can elevate his game, and and that'll help Malkin owners. Um, but the only really, guess, the really, but... oh, the really only thing that they can they can hang their hat on right now is Malkin. Uh, but let's just talk quickly about their lines. Um, today they kind of shuffled things around. First uh, game without Crosby, they moved McCann up uh, between Gensel and Galchenyuk. Um, they changed that up today. Uh, Gensel was actually skating with Malkin, so that helps Gensel kind of stabilize a little bit. So Gensel yeah, owners don't have to panic, yeah. uh, and it helps Malkin obviously as well. Brian Rust on the right wing, so um, that's kind of a spot you know where you see like a guy like Zach Cassian playing with McDavid or, or other players like that. And it's Rust an opportunity was on where a point per game pace before it, he had five points in five games after the injury before the other night. He, yeah, yeah. So he's now five and six. in deeper leagues. I think uh, Rust is worth a look. He is also on. Neither power play unit actually, um, but <laughs> he bounces uh, on and off. They they have a few guys there: Simon, uh, Cahoon, uh, Bukestad, McKenna, uh, guys that kind of just rotate through that second unit. Um, yeah, I think Gensel and Malkin is super interesting. Obviously, it's what you want to see as a Gensel owner right now with Crosby out. It's for sure. the best case scenario, but we really haven't seen it for an extended period of time. Gensel and Crosby uh, played pretty much the entire season together last year, and obviously this year that's been the case again. So. Uh, yeah, interesting, and it'll be fun to watch, I think. Um, and hopefully that'll stick for both Malkin and Gensel. I think it's obviously best-case scenario for both of them. 
it's definitely worth keeping an eye on what sticks out there because if something is working, they're going to have to you know roll with it because there really isn't much to work with. So like we said with Rust, if that sticks, instant fantasy value. So keep an eye on it, um, something like that. Yes, um, and then the other guy that seems to get a boost is Nick Bukestad. Uh, Jugs. He's going to be playing with Galchenyuk Jugs. and Sam Lafferty to start. Uh, but Bukestad also going to be on the top power play unit with Malkin, Gensel, Galchenyuk, and Schultz. So big opportunities for both Galchenyuk and Bukestad, whether or not they take advantage of it. We'll, we'll see. Um, Talking about Sam Lafferty in the top six is crazy. Yeah, I, I think Jared McCann's also worth a look. He's played pretty well. He's, he's been putting up points yeah. as of late. Can uh, hold his own too right there. And, you know, if the Malkin-Gensel thing doesn't work out, um, McCann could be back there uh, with, with Gensel. Bukestad, too. It's just it's going to be kind of a wait-and-see approach. I think that, uh, you know, early on, I think, obviously, Bukestad um, and Galchenyuk are, are guys to look at. And, obviously, Brian Russ is worth targeting as well. Um, another huge injury, Mitch Marner, high ankle sprain. Early diagnosis is that he's going to miss at least four weeks. will be reevaluated at that time. Uh, high ankle sprains are no joke. Yeah. They are, uh, they are not ideal, to say the least. So uh, I think that he's probably looking at a similar time frame to, uh, as, as Crosby. Um, but again, you know, he's a, just, it's, it's a month right now. Uh, we'll see what he, where he's at after that month. But as a fan, those are just so hard because you're sitting there. It's, 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 you think, oh, you're like, oh, a month. No, it's a month until he's reevaluated. Yeah, and then yeah. It's, you know, you start skating. So it's, uh, yeah, high ankle sprains are like I said, no joke. They are a tough injury. And and yes. Oh yeah, it's hard to it's hard injury to bounce back from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'd the, say it's usually about a six to eight. Week, yeah, uh, not as groin though. Recovery so, in hockey, kind of okay. Yeah, it could be. We'll see. Uh, early on though, now it looks like Kasperi Kapanen is a guy that could see a boost uh, from his absence. Obviously, William Nylander is a, another guy. Willie, obviously, not as readily available. I think he's eighty-five percent owned. Uh, but Kasperi Kapanen comes in at just twenty-three uh, percent. I think. Yeah, twenty-three percent. Uh, and Zach Hyman back in the lineup. Uh, last game playing with John Tavares. Hyman doesn't really bring a ton of fantasy appeal, especially uh, with Marner out. Yeah, so he's, uh, I mean, he's a guy that is there. He's a name um, in the top six in Toronto, but uh, doesn't really see a lot of power play time. Might see leagues, he might, uh, might appeal a bit more. I, I mean, he scored 20-20 20, right last around. year. I think that's kind of like his, Absolutely. Like, yeah. I think I think he'll do, you know, he score 20-20 20, 20 you know. every year and, you know, never be fantasy relevant. <laughs> yeah, and that, like I say, he played a full season as the third wheel for Tavares and Marner and just dropped 20 goals. So that's I, what I, mean, I don't yeah. think he's really worth going after in, oh, in no. the interim. No. Um, I think it's that time of week where we should mention Andreas Janssen again. Yeah, just his own percentage that just seems to never go up. I think we got it up 3% since last week. I think he's up to We're trying. 42, I believe, right now in uh, Yahoo. So um, probably your best bet out, out of uh, any of the Leafs that would be uh, I guess at least under 50% owned and available in, in uh, the majority of leagues. Um, dual wing eligibility. For and Johnson. now, again, once again, he's going to continue to get that run on the top power play yeah. unit. He already had been with Marner in the lineup, uh, but now it's kind of like you don't have to worry about maybe Nylander swapping for him. They're mm-hmm. both going to be on the top unit together. The Leafs got to you know figure this out and get the train back on the tracks here soon. And Janssen is a guy we talk about every week. Um, he hasn't really that line's it, been great though. Like, yeah, it, it, oh yeah, the, Janssen's the rest been great. The team just needs to catch up. Really I've great. been uh, picking up and dropping and picking up and dropping Janssen uh, in a couple leagues, and he's he's always producing. So Janssen's another guy that's yeah. Nylander's um, got eight and eight on the season now too. So the, that whole line's been clicking, um, and they've really been the only line the Leafs can rely on night in night out. I think injuries have had a big part with that. Obviously, Tavares missing a lot of time, and now Marner. So there really hasn't had that two-headed attack. And, you know, obviously, Kerfoot doesn't offer as much offensive upside as Kadri did last year. No. So there's just not as much offensive depth on this team right now. Uh, there's enough 
talent at the top end where it really shouldn't matter and they should still be uh, obviously a lot more productive than they've been but uh, the injury kind of throws a wrench into the whole thing so it'll be interesting to see what happened now um, I, I just think Janssen obviously Nylander's their, their best winger with Marner out um, and I, I do think Janssen offers a little bit more offensive upside uh, and flair than a guy like Kapanen so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they end up splitting up the Janssen Nylander Matthews line before too long even though like I said it's been their best if Tavares is uh, kind of having a hard time carrying Hyman and Captain on his wings, you might see a bit of a shakeup there. Um, but a lot of minutes to go around at the very least and in all situations. And that's why I think I like Captain too, is he's going to be playing a lot of penalty, penalty kill minutes now with Marner out as well. Uh, and then potentially sneaking up on that first power play unit. Uh, at the very least, he's kind of a staple in the second now. So, Yeah, Johnson, I just, uh, we might as well just call this the Andre's Johnson podcast because I think he's the one guy we've talked about every single episode this year um okay i've got uh siri apparently yeah siri just wants to i don't know i i think she just wants to get in on the andre johnson talk too (laughs) she's like whoa can i talk about him Uh, but you guys got a couple other players that don't play for the pittsburgh penguins or the toronto maple leafs uh that you want to target on the waiver wire uh so we'll start uh with d on this one all right so uh the guy who we've talked about a lot on the podcast uh normally uh this season it's kind of been on the opposite end of things but michael granlin uh, after being buried on the fourth line recently, finally received uh, that ideal top-line promotion ahead of Tuesday's game in Vancouver. He skated with Forsberg and Ryan Johansson uh, and took full advantage of that opportunity, scoring once uh, on two shots, which is about run in the middle for Grand, then always been more of a playmaker, um, but definitely ha- has a good shot and the skill uh, to score some goals on that line. Played just under 18 minutes in that game. Uh, a very positive sign considering how his ice time has been trending. Uh, so keep an eye on the Preds lines because uh, obviously his usage is very unstable right now, but Granlin is worth owning so long as he's on that top line. Uh, and still an incredibly talented player, just really hasn't received the playing time he needs in Nashville to, to showcase his skills and really be productive. Um, hopefully he gets an extended look with Forsberg and Johansson. Would be fun to see what he can do for sure. Uh, I just think there's a lot of upside here, uh, and it comes at the perfect time because <laughs> as far as, you know, uh, I guess – uh, for the waiver wire, he's available in up to 70% of leagues now. His own percentage has just been uh, diving downward yeah. in the last People few weeks. Sick of them. Yeah, and understandably yeah. so. They moved him off that second line with Duchesne and down to the fourth line, but now they move him it is right worth, back up to the top line. Couldn't be in a better spot than Johansson. It is worth right. mentioning he missed practice today. Uh, they are calling it maintenance. Um, their lines went back to kind of what they'd been doing beforehand without Granlin. Yep. Uh, but I'd imagine that given his results on the first game there, given um, that you know when he comes back, if he's back at practice tomorrow, he'll probably be back in that spot. Uh, but it is kind of just something worth monitoring. You don't want to waste a pickup, um, and then he's out or whatever. So just keep an eye on his status during uh, Friday's morning. Yeah, no, skate I mean, and then... most teams, I think, are pretty over the fact about lying about a maintenance day these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jay Beagle was supposed to be maintenance, and then he, he's like, he missed two games in a row now, so Talking I mean, it, there, is, there, there is, there is, yeah, it is JB. Maybe two maintenance games, yeah, no? <laughs> just, yeah. Hey, J, hey, J, don't worry about it. Um, You're fine. But I'm also going to follow the same theme as someone that we talked about a lot who's um, underperformed and mostly negative. Uh, Kevin LeBanc out in San Jose. I'm sure you guys have heard that name before on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, we've been kind of high on him all year for what should have been a good reason. Um not necessarily high, but thinking he should have did better than what he is. He's currently 33% owned, um, and I believe he came out of draft somewhere around 80 or 70% owned. So he's he's the same as Grandlin, where people are just getting sick of him. Can't blame him. He's not getting a ton of shots. But 
Um, he's kind of been, you know, moved a bit around that lineup, but he's now playing with Evander Kane and Logan Couture on the top line in San Jose. Um, they had a slow start. Everyone knew it, and we're kind of starting to see it come together, and with that, so has LeBanc. He has nine points in his last 11 games um, before his... He's gone on a four-game skid, so people are getting sick of him again. But again, top power play, top line in San Jose. Um, San Jose still is a... You know, it's still they're starting to come back. around. It looks yeah, like they're it, starting it, to figure it out on a slowly. Team where Burns and Carlson are loading the back end. Um, I, I, I mean, this is just uh, at 33%. He plays both wings, um, and he's on pace for 182 shots. We talked before the season about LeBanc being a guy who we want to get more shots on net. He's never had more than I believe it's 131. So to see him at 182, it's a it's a little bit more encouraging than what we've seen in years past. Um, he is more a playmaker, as we've seen, but this can actually kind of boost him up into um, into hopefully deserving to be owned all year territory. But for now, he's definitely worth slotting in your lineup if uh, if you need someone for the night or for you know the weekend um, as someone just filling for Marner yeah. for a week. I love anyone on the top line, but I love anyone on the top line on what should be a power play team. Um, we've seen again, like we mentioned, San Jose start to turn around, and I think LeBanc's kind of going to be a part of a lot of that. Um, we saw him do quite well last year. We're seeing our guy like Timo Meyer pull it back together here. Um, oh so as the team as a whole, Carlson as well, as the team as a whole gets together, so is LeBanc. Um, D, who's your uh... – Hold on. I just I, I just realized that I missed last week's episode and I didn't have an opportunity to talk about Robbie Fabry, my boy, oh, becoming yeah, a Detroit okay. Red Wing. Right. Uh, I think we kind of have to mention but his name right now just because he's had a pr- oh, the best deal ever. Like, You yeah. want to take our <laughs> – Maybe not ever. Like it's such a steal though. Like he's just so much. Be- he's just so much better than Stella Rose. Like oh, oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. But I mean, so much yeah. better. Um, I think he's worth mentioning just because he's got two goals, two assists in his first three games to Red Wings. Um, he's brought a spark to that lineup. He, it, you know, he's really helping. Um, Andreas Athanasiu, who's had to sit there and play with, um. Valtteri Filippo all year so obviously you're not going to see Fabry shoot 50% all year no. uh, but he is playing second line minutes which helps he's on yeah. the top power play unit uh, it's just a guy that was just begging for a chance he's finally been given it in Detroit um, so I think Fabry just 17% owned right now is a guy that you can kind of slide into your lineup Something and just ride at least the maybe a week-long hot streak or whatever but he's a guy that was you know I wanted to call him my sleeper one of my sleepers last year because he was coming back from injury he never really got the playing time um, he's ridiculously talented so I think that yeah. there is some potential here obviously the Red Wings not a team um, that are going to score a ton of goals, but uh, they are in San Jose on Saturday, which Ooh. is typically a spot where you can score a lot of goals. And the Red Wings have four games next week against the Senators, Blue Jackets, and uh, Devils and Hurricanes. The first three are teams that like to give up a lot of goals right now. So uh, Fabry, I think, at least makes uh, for a decent add in the short term. One thing, too, which uh, kind of helps this case, and it reminds me a lot of Strom going to Chicago last year. Fabry played with Tyler Bertuzzi in Guelph. They won an M Cup. Mm-hmm. They actually have ridiculously good chem, and we've seen it early. Um, something... Working on the power play early yeah. on. So uh, that's, um, I mean, as much as we want to say that was years ago, it's not It's not something to scoff at. They have done it before at a lower level, but they, you know, they do know each other. And again, it's working, it's working already. So like Brock said, uh, <clears throat> I, I like that one a lot. A guy who's finally getting a chance to kind of show off um, 
himself. Let's hope he just doesn't get hurt because he's, he's <laughs> one of those fluke injury Shh, guys. Don't even say it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think he's obviously uh, really hot right now, so I don't mind adding him in the short term. I, I just give it a pretty short leash. Oh, yeah, like that's like, not a guy um, that's gonna. Yeah. He's not gonna end up with sixty points at the end of the year. Or anything. No, I mean he's his just, on ice shooting percentage is twenty six percent right now. Of course, he's forty two percent. These are in his four games with Detroit. He's been just uh, and he's he been clicking just, on the power play. He's boosted that power play up, which is you'd like yeah, to see that. Just four shots in three games. So it's just a lot of red flags, is all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily just be waiting two weeks to see if he can put it all together. If yeah, I'm, I'm saying maybe pick him up for no. next week because they got four games against yeah. good opponents. Maybe he uh, stays hot. If he doesn't, then for sure. you see his own percentage drop back to zero. Uh, this was just more of an opportunity for me to gloat about Robbie Fabry. No, yeah, go off. Okay. Sometimes no. guys just uh, stay hot when they shouldn't, you know? It okay. happens. We've yeah. seen it. But uh, who else are you guys picking up? Uh, Tyler Johnson is just the other one I wanted to mention here. He's just 24% owning Yahoo Leagues. Uh, triple position eligibility. Love to see it. Uh, so great fit for both Marner and Crosby owners right now. Uh, it's a pretty simple ad. Johnson is what we like to call the flavor of the week in Tampa Bay right now. Currently skating on the top line with Point and Kucherov. Uh, so obviously no better spot to be in that lightning lineup. Also on the second power play unit, he's got four goals and five assists in 15 games this season. Um, if you have the roster spot, uh, I really, like I said, it's a simple ad. Don't overthink it. Just grab the guy who's playing with Point and Kucherov. We see that line starting to finally click tonight. Um, what is it like eight one and counting right eight now? Eight two. I don't Ridiculous. even think. I think he's been held pointless though, which is crazy. Nine two. Actually, they just scored again. Woo. There you go. Wave. I don't think flag. Johnson had a point tonight, right? No, he's been yeah. held pointless uh, so far. But, <laughs> but they've Kucherov's done most of like their four. damage. They've won most of their damage on the power play tonight. Yeah, yeah. I like I said, just not a, a better spot to be than with Point and Kucherov on that team. Um, so pick them up. Keep an eye on the lines, of course, because they could switch like that. Wouldn't be surprised to see Pilot uh, another guy back in there. Ouch. Um, so yeah, fine. keep an eye plot. Another one who's widely available if he does happen to move up the lineup in Johnson's place. So. What's Johnson's own percentage again? Twenty-four, and 24. I believe Pilot's about eighteen. Ooh. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go one down on you percentage-wise. Owned here at seventeen percent, coming from my biased, but a legit pickup Colorado Avalanche. Jonas Donskoy. Oh yeah, um, flavor of the month here on the UFO podcast. Ah, the yeah. hottest player ever. Absolutely. Right when he's getting assists like he did the other night, I don't know if uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw it through the highlights, but um, he literally. Was skate could not keep up to McKinnon. He he just touched the puck like just tipped it. Not even just it was the biggest case of I just want a point. And McKinnon just went off on a breakaway, scores in Winnipeg, and uh, there's Donskoy putting up one of his uh, three points that he had the other night. And that's after coming off a hat trick two nights before. Donskoy currently has nine goals, five assists on the season, so people are definitely taking starting to take a look at him. But again, still seventeen percent owned. Um, We've talked about injuries this year, and that's the definition of the Colorado Avalanche right now. So, because of that, uh, Don Scoy's had 19 minutes in four, 19 minutes or more, I apologize, in four of his last five games. And as I mentioned, that includes a hat trick and another three point night. Um, that's just kind of what's going to happen when you play with McKinnon. People were worried that with those injuries, we'd kind of see um, McKinnon start to lose a bit of his, uh, his edge out there, lose some of the, I mean, just put up lesser numbers and all he's done is put up more surprisingly with Matt Calvert and Jonas Donskoy. Um, he plays both sides um, and we've kind of been wondering who would take over on that top line and I think Donskoy has has kind of solidified himself. As oh yeah, like he's for sure that guy. There. Like he's the 100% yeah. the guy there. And no doubt about it. he's playing power play one which is crazy because as much as there are these injuries in Colorado, they're still a very, very good team. They're still an offensively. I mean, it's much like Edmonton. If you're playing with McDavid Didn't they just score like McKinnon, nine goals against Nashville? You're going to be okay. They, <laughs> they did. Still it score. was crazy. It was actually during last week's podcast and you know how hard it is to record a podcast when your team scores 
what was it? I think it was four goals in six minutes or six goals in eight minutes, something like Popping that. Popping off. Regardless, I'm sitting here like a little kid on Christmas, like unable to just control my – yeah. But um, take a look at Donskoy. Um, another thing that's nice about Donskoy is people might be worried, oh, ranting and skating, skating in a non-contact jersey. Even if he's back in two weeks, Donskoy yeah, well, This is what we talked about. He's the, guy, he's the guy he's that's going to be yeah. replace one of them Absolutely. regardless of who yeah. comes back. And if, so. he, and if Randon comes in and – you know, if Calvert's there, also keep an eye on Matt Calvert, um, which is crazy to say. I don't like it. Um, Fuck Matt Calvert. Keep an eye for a spot start, I'm <laughs> saying. But that's about it. Just, you know, he has been playing well on that top line. But, um, yeah, for Donskoy, if, if Randon comes back and it's Donskoy, Randon, McKinnon, that's Laughing. a filthy And he's still going to be on the top power play um, unit. Yeah, and you could probably trade him high at that point. And Absolutely. then Landis going to come back after eight months, and we'll be fine. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> Just me trying to convince myself. Everything's you're fine. Okay. You're fine. But at 17% owned, I honestly think that's criminally massive, massive, criminally pickup. low. Yeah. Um, show our boy Jonas Donskoy some, some respect love. and start start picking his ass up. Oh, I got a couple more. Just oh, you got super more. Super quick mentions. More. Oscar Lindbaum still only 18%. Another guy we talk about every right week, now. Again, yeah, he's right there with uh, with our boy Andreas Johansson. Um, and then also Tyler Toffoli, just because he's only 5% owned right now. That's a very, very deep league look. Um, we saw Kovalchuk basically get kicked off of LA. Yeah, that was um, crazy. Let's crazy talk about that for a second. Yeah, um, that's kind of why I wanted to bring up Toffoli. It was just uh, what's going on there. Like he's just gonna go back to Russia. That's what he does. That or well, nobody would want to trade for that, right? There was so. there was a conversation today it's the over thirty five contracts. Yeah, so. there, well, there was conversation today. I just saw a couple tweets about it. The only thing that could make you know maybe a little bit of sense is maybe um, the Islanders like giving them Andrew Ladd. And getting Kovalchuk type of thing, like kind of just swapping like one, contracts like a and Luchich maybe, yeah, exactly, kind of just two terrible contracts and maybe they can help each other out. It gives the Islanders maybe a little bit more scoring depth. I don't know how he fits in the Barry Trot system. I'm not saying it's it's the greatest thing, but like that's like the one potential thing that could happen. It's just it's a it's kind of seems inevitable whenever you sign Ilya Kovalchuk that it's gonna end uh, poorly. It's just. Uh, it's just thought. the Ilya Kovalchuk thing to do. But, all right, let's talk about goalies again. Uh, I know we do this. Uh, we did this a couple weeks ago, uh, but we're going to spring it back up. We're going to go rip through it really quick. Uh, I will admit Brock mentioned goalies today, and I kind of was like, no, we're not doing goalies. I feel like, I feel like goalies, like we, obviously we talk about it a lot, that how it's like their voodoo and, and whatever, approach. but like there seems to be kind of more just like, A, random guys doing fantastic, and B, um, guys that are normally really good doing poorly. Sucking so I, I, what I did was there's I took... a lot of t- teams that are underperforming. Exactly. So, so I right? think there's a lot of just question marks that people have about goalies. And um, I think that this is a good opportunity to, to take a look at guys that are kind of in similar situations, posting similar numbers right now. And we're just going to... I'm going to rattle off both of them. We're going to pick which one we'd rather have, make a very quick case for that guy. Um, and I think that what this can do for, for listeners is if you're looking to upgrade in net... Um, you can kind of make a lateral move, maybe trade a guy, um, a goalie and a player for uh, another goalie and a player to kind of try to pull one over on your fellow owner, and you're going to end up with the goalie that we like better moving forward. And it's you know maybe they're in, they're in similar situations right now, so it's something that um, will look like a lateral move, but in the end will end up being a win for you. So let's start off with Ben Bishop, Sergey Bobrovsky. D, would you rather Bishop or Bobrovsky? As a Bobrovsky owner, I would rather have Ben Bishop right now. Um, we've seen Bob just take years off before uh, I talked about earlier in the season. Consistency has kind of been a bit of an issue with him over his career. Uh, Florida, obviously not the best defensive team. Uh, who would have thought Montreal Blanc would actually play decent? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't love Dallas either, but they are much stronger defensively than Florida is obviously Bishop's doing much, much better this season. 
Um, and I do think at the end of the year, they're going to be pretty close to one another in the standing. So just similar teams to me. Uh, I think Dallas's system complements the goalie better. Uh, and Bishop has just been so much better so far this year. And, you know, we've seen Bob struggle, like I said, for extended lengths of time. So I'm not ready to just say, oh, this guy's a Vezina winner. He'll bounce back because uh, I'm not convinced he will to the full degree anyway. Well, if I said anyone but Bishop, I'd be a hypocrite because I took Bishop as my second-ranked tendy to start the year this year. So I have to go Bishop on this one. That's even with today the announcement that Klingberg's being put on. I believe it's the long-term long-term injury reserve, right, Brock? Um, our boy Clint, John Klingberg. He yeah, he's out uh, at least a month, which, I believe. Which doesn't help. Or six weeks at least. Okay, that doesn't that doesn't help Bishop very much. But at the same time, they are pretty uh, steady back there, and you know that just gives our boy. Uh, Miro Heiskanen, time to chill. He's going to go nuts. He's going to get like 35 minutes a night. Anyways. <laughs> 35 um, minutes. I got, I got Bishop um, over Bobrovsky there. Like D said, it just seems like it's one of those years where Bobrovsky just sucks a lot. Um, but Brock, if you had to chalk the two up. Or, um, or Bishop you, for me. Yeah. Uh, these guys. Participate in this? I think I had uh, Bishop ranked two and Bobrovsky ranked three at the start of the year. Both guys kind of seem to be falling off uh, and not quite living up to those expectations. But uh, this is just kind of piggybacking off D. Uh, Dallas is a better defensive team. Uh, they're only giving up uh, the, the, f- the fifth fewest uh, scoring chances against per 60 in the NHL right now versus uh, Florida's kind of more middle of the pack. So a little bit better defensively. Bobrovsky just doesn't look that great. I think that um, I think there's a chance that Bobrovsky ends up with more wins than Bishop, but when it comes to like the whole spectrum, when you're talking about uh, goals against, save percentage, I think Bishop across the board will be a little bit better. Uh, Braden Holpe or Matt Murray D? Uh, Holpe, I think his numbers are deflated by that rough start. He's been a lot better of late. Uh, and I just like the caps better this season. Uh, obviously they're incredibly hot right now. Uh, their five V five numbers have improved a lot, which is great because you know, their special teams are always going to be good. Um, I don't think Sam Sonov is as big of a threat as we might've thought a few no. weeks ago. I think that's Holpe's net. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously Crosby being out makes this, uh, pretty handily that Holpe's the better goalie to own moving forward. Beeps. Sorry, I'm just struggling. Um, Colorado just finished the first. They're down 4-1. Oh, yeah, That's I know. A, we saw um, that. Wow. That's what we were just talking that about. Came I played Dre Seidel cool. and Leon in, or Leon and Connor in DraftKings, and they have 34 and 21 DraftKings points, respectively, after one point period. That's great. So, very ever, happy about that. you ever just blink and the score changes from 4-1? From I did, actually. 4-1. I did, and I was very happy I about it. But uh, continue. I got a... Uh, Holpe or Murray? I know, I know. I'm, I, I'm just thinking here. No, I got Holpe as well. Uh, Murray, it just uh, as much as um, as much as I want to say that the sit injury doesn't affect things, it really does. Um, he is just a huge, huge player on both ends, and that team's just not very deep when it comes to um, defensive centers. Not like they used to be, at least where Derek Broussard can move up the lineup, and you know it's helping out. But um, again, uh, like D said, um, it seems like Samsonov. Which is crazy. Uh, He's crazy a bigger threat than Tristan Jari, but uh, he is for it, it sure. seems like um, and obviously Washington wants to really see like shit. Should we resign Holpe yeah. or should we let him go? Uh, it's just as much seeing what Holpe's got left in the tank as it is to see what Sam Sonoff's got. Yeah, um, I mean, but I mean, it's like sure his numbers are a little bit better, but Holpe's like what seven and one right now. Yeah, so yeah that's not, what it is. They're just on such a tear. It's just the wind. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not going to care as long ahead. as they're winning. Yeah, absolutely. I think that D is just so solid in Washington. I think that this is going to be one of the closest. Nine and one, Holpe. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the closest uh, between of these would-you-rathers. Uh, I have a slight edge to Holpe as well. Yeah, I, I think the, si- the Sid 
injury uh, really affects um, Murray going forward. But it is worth noting the Penguins giving up the second fewest scoring chances against uh, at even strength. Which who would have thought? You know, coming into the season, you've got uh, Jackie John, you've got Jack Johnson and Erica Branson. Ooh. Obviously, they've since traded Good Branson. Uh, John Marino is a guy that stepped up, but uh, they're playing yep. better defensive hockey than anybody kind of would have expected. I think. Yeah, but uh, I, I, again, now you're missing 15 minutes of five v five time a game of Sidney Crosby. Right? Yeah, and so. Nola Tang too for uh, extended period of time. So yeah, it's just things aren't. If they're a full healthy team. Yeah, slight edge to Holpe. So, uh, Holpe across the board there. Let's go Carter Hart, Connor Hellebuck D. Uh, I like Hellebuck. I I think these teams, uh, I can't remember, was it on the show or before the show we were talking about the Jets? And I I just think, I don't think they're great, but I I think uh, there's a little too much hype about how bad they've been and how bad uh, people want to write them off. I I think they're going to be a mediocre team at the end of the season. I feel the same way about the Flyers. Um, Flyers are a bit better of a 5v5 team, but obviously the Jets... uh, Really good on the power play. Yeah, we've got power play, good specialty. So, um, similar teams, I, I, I like Hellebuck right now at this point in their careers more than Carter Hart. Uh, so, in redraft leagues, I'm going Hellebuck. Yeah, um, I don't want to be jumping on your back every time, but I'm also going Hellebuck here. Um, it was a guy, again, at, off the bat, beginning of the year, I had him in my top 10 just because it was it was Hellebuck before this year was, was the guy we were talking about as a top three goaltender in the league. Um, and Carter Hart, at 22 years old, Give him a year, and we're, I'm probably taking heart. But right now, um, Hellbuck's just been there. I just trust him a little bit more, and I trust the team in front of him, even though their defense has been bad. Yeah, We've seen Josh Morrissey really step up. He's going to get more starts, too. Yeah. It's probably going to play close to 30 games. A- absolutely. And uh, and I just I, I I don't love what's going on in Philly right now. It just doesn't um, – things don't don't feel great. And I, and Hart hasn't played amazing this year. Um, and Hellbuck has played pretty amazing. decent. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know uh, – I test Hellbuck's. I'm going to give a slight edge um, to Carter Hart, and it's nothing to do with Hellbuck. I think Hellbuck, like, honestly, if somehow they make. It should have to do with Hellbuck. No, no, no. no. Like, it just has all to do with the Jets. Like, Hellbuck, to me, like, if they somehow make the playoffs, like, Hellbuck could be in the Vesna conversation. He's been outstanding. They're just bad. Like, like I know you think it's overstated. I think it's a little bit overstated. They're but mediocre. They're, blue, they're worse. Their blue than they line were. is really bad. Though. Like it's just, and we talked about this. There was concerns about but it hasn't Hellebuck affected coming Hellebuck. forward. Yeah, he's yeah. No, he's he's been outstanding. Right, yeah. I just slight edge to me for Hart. Uh, I obviously um, Brian Elliott being there is a slight concern, but Hart uh, started off the season on a tear. Went a little bit cold uh, and has been just absolutely tremendous uh, as of late. He had won four in a row. His lo- his loss to Washington, he stopped 35-36. He's, I, just, I think that he's a little bit more trustworthy. We've seen the Flyers be one of the best defensive teams at 5-on-5 five five this year uh, versus a Jets team that just nobody even knows who their blue line is. Uh, to me, it's just a, a matter of the quality of the team in front of them. I just think a slight edge to heart, uh, but I do absolutely love Connor Hellebuck. Like just as a goalie, not maybe say. not as much as Carter Hart in fantasy, but wow. just I just like the Flyers a little bit better than yeah. The Jets I just can't agree that Hart's a more reliable play. I think it's the complete opposite. I think maybe he offers a little bit more upside, but I just think you got to look at the track record here uh, and more starts. Yeah, like we we seen we've seen Hellebuck or we saw Hellebuck struggle last year. Obviously, he got back to kind of the goalie he was closer to uh, in yeah. years past. But uh, good news there for him. He has been outstanding. I just their the team worries me a little bit. But let's go to the next one here, uh, really quick. Thomas Grice, Darcy Kemper. Both goalies playing absolutely fabulous right now. Um, Grice or Kemper? Uh, I like Kemper. Um, obviously, two really good teams. I just think Kemper gets a little bit more action down the stretch, uh, and he's been really solid the last few years. I, I think he's kind of – it's not as much a 1A, 1B scenario right now as we thought it might be. This is uh, this is about as tan- – like, these are the two most, like – 
tandem-driven yeah. teams. Like, we've Two seen... Um, so, since Antti Ranta came back to full health, um, Darcy Kemper has not started more than two games in a row. Uh, but if he's starting two... Uh, of every three games, yeah, it's a lot that, more than Grice alternating games exactly, with, yeah. with that, that, Varlamov. The, yeah, so uh, I think Kemper just gets more action. Um, I just trust him a little bit more, even though Grice was awesome last year. He's just older. Um, and yeah. Are we buying into his Christ? Islanders team right now? Like, they just can't stop winning. We have uh, like, to, because I, every I, time I try not to, they fucking go on 10-game winning streets with no one buying tickets. We do have to, because uh, they did it all yeah. last season. Also, I just wanted to mention no one And in the tickets. playoffs. Second... Um, Worst Corsi four percentage in the league though, and they just keep rattling off things, wins. Things like they just happening. keep doing this. I, I don't think know they're how. definitely gonna come back down to earth eventually a little bit. Um, like I don't think they're just gonna go on nine game tears consistently. But uh, yeah, they're just getting elite goaltending again, which is <laughs> crazy to yeah. think you could do that with Grice and Varley. Um, and he, giving up that many shots. People are gonna start calling me a parrot though, because I'm sounding exactly like D. But Darcy Kemper for me as well. <laughs> um, right? I mentioned it last week when we were when we were going over. Um, who, who we believe in now, and uh, Kemper's the top-rated goalie. Oh, so good. Fantasy hockey. So good. Absolutely I, hilarious. I can't believe crazy. it. Um, and it's, it's incredible. something that you do have, we do have to acknowledge at a, at a quarter point of the year. I don't. I didn't um, believe in Grace either, though. Like, I was just way off on both these guys. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, Brock, I don't know if you heard. I dropped it last week, but through, like, 170 career games, Kemper has a 917 save percentage. Oh, he's been great. That's Dude, since, since January 1st of last year, he's legit been, like, the best goalie that's in hockey. Unbelie- I know, and I, and I remember... Like, I that's, remember, not, that's not a small sample. That's like, literally... I told people not six to months of hockey. Oh no, unbelievable! That's yeah. what I couldn't believe is that he has you know touched the ice. Six months times of being the best goalie in hockey, and that yeah. team is just so structured. Kemper yeah. again for me, a lot going right in zone. Right yeah, now, I don't, I don't think that. you were wrong about not believing in Grice though. Like he's two years ago, he put up an eight ninety two. You know, yeah, he's thirty five. Like best case team scenario, is, he's going to start half the games. Yeah, I'm but, so I still am not buying. Team it. Shouldn't I'm, score a lot of goals. I think are, it, by the end of the season, I think we could see Kemper kind of heavily favored in this one. Okay, uh, Thatcher Demko or Miko Koskinen. Uh, Miko K for me, uh, slight one here. I, I just think he's going to get more starts down the stretch. Markstrom's played, uh, well, there's really no reason for Demko, um, to get anything more than maybe every third, fourth game or so, uh, unless another, something happens where Markstrom has to leave the team again, or he's hurt anything like that. Uh, whereas I think Koskinen's going to be close, more close to every other game. They kind of like to go two at a time with them right now. Um, so he's been actually been getting a lot of run lately. Uh, I like the Canucks a little bit more than I like the Oilers, so that's what made it so tight for me. But I just think Koskinen gets more work down the stretch. Yeah, personally, um, I like the Oilers more than I like the Canucks, so um, I got to go with Koskinen. I mean, same guy you took, but for me, I just see him more likely to take that job. Um, we've seen Smith struggling lately. Um, he got lit up again. What was it last? Yeah, night he's night back before. in the cage tonight. They're weird, eh? Like, it's just so old. I don't really understand. They, they're funny because like other teams like if a goalie gets lit up they just like automatically go to the next goalie where the Oilers if a goalie gets lit up they just go right back to him like almost every time it's crazy like they're kind of just going like 2-2-2-2-2-2 two, 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 two. yeah but it, they, and they've only differed from it like one time all year yeah. I think Kostin has started three in a row um I think Demko's legit. Uh, yeah, I think I, I just, Markstrom's going to not be with this team, I don't think, next year. I think that Demko is yeah. going to be, uh, you know, he's a must-own in, in Dynasty yeah. Leagues. Uh, he's legit. Uh, slight edge, again, for me with Koskinen, though. Yeah. Just, I think the I, workload is going to be a little bit better. Uh, Markstrom's I, just too good. But Demko's yeah. going to put up real good numbers. Like, he's right yeah, among the league leaders right now. Games. Yeah, they, they have been playing him more. Best I think case, he right? starts I think he starts over 30. Uh, that, Markstrom's that never really... Markstrom starts under 50. Yeah. I, don't I think Markstrom, though, is never really been a guy that like had a crazy workload up until last year uh, i think they're gonna limit it a little bit like i i wouldn't be surprised um if it's like 30 52 32 50 i think is kind of 
going to be their sweet spot Even this year. Is, though, I still think Koskinen's. Well, Koskinen starts forty-one 40, probably. You know, like, and, and uh, yeah, and just the way he, pl- he plays, Koskinen. When Koskinen's on, he's an absolute. The crazy monster, thing about the Oilers is like, it. if they're on the road, they lose. If they're on home ice, they win. Like it's almost like you just if, if they start on the road, you just don't play them. And then mm-hmm. if they start at home ice, in, internet immediately. Like the um, Astros. Let's go back to the Islanders. Semyon Varlamov or Peter Mrazek. Mrazek for me, I, I like the Canes more than the Islanders. Um, Duh. It's like the two contrasting teams yeah. completely. Uh, more starts, better team. Uh, obviously, I think Varlamov's a little bit better of a goaltender, but both of these guys have had uh, issues with consistency in the past. So uh, I, I just like the team in front of Mrazek so much more. So. Yeah. Yeah, I should have just we should have just did the segment together. You should have read the things to me and DM maybe me and him would have disagreed a little bit. I got Mrazic as well. I just have him getting more starts. Again, team in front of him. Um we've loved Carolina for the last, you know, longer than a lot of people have, just strictly because of their coursey numbers. And uh, you know, they're doing it again. Talking same old, about same the, old, same old. Talking about the team that leads to the league in course, you four percentage versus the team that's second worst. Mrazic's gonna get more starts. Mrazic is uh he you know, I just said about Koskinen and uh and, and Smith. Starts on home ice, he's probably going to win. He starts on the road, probably going to lose. So just kind of keep an eye on the matchups. But Mrazek by a landslide here. Yep. Yeah, I guess the one thing we should mention is if you're in a league uh, that doesn't do save percentage and you do saves, probably going to hurt you with Mrazek because the mm. Hurricanes are so puck dominant, they don't give up a lot of shots. Um, so something to keep in mind, I guess. Um, I get with the shots the Islanders are giving up, that could be a slight edge or enough to make it more of a toss up uh, in just saves leagues. Yeah, Carolina lead the league, twenty-eight point seven shots against, fewest uh, in the NHL right now. Okay, two more, really quick. Carey Price, Mark Andre Fleury, couple of Frenchmen. Beebs, you can go first this time. We'll see if it, uh... I think we have a different one here. Um, but I have always been on the Carey Price train, so I gotta keep <laughs> riding it, baby. Are we different? Or are we the same? Oh, we're so different. Yes. All right. Good. <laughs> Couldn't um, be more different. I partially, I, I could make a case for both of these guys at this point, but just because you know, I've been the guy who had Carey Price in my top ten from the beginning of the year. Um, and I actually had Flurry ranked higher, and live I still, by the, I still probably do. But <laughs> I, you know, I had him back to back. Regardless, I got to make a case for someone that D doesn't. But just for me, um, I see Price. Uh, th- this seems a lot better than we thought they were to start the year, um, and I think this is potentially a playoff team. Not to say that Vegas isn't. Um, for me, I, they I definitely I, are. Yeah, yeah. Vegas <laughs> surely, final team. surely is maybe the best um, team in hockey. This is why it's really hard to make a case for Price over. Um, it's not like Subban's gonna. Yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, no. Let's, let's put him. Let's. Uh. So you're actually picking uh, Flurry is what I'm you're saying. To, yeah, I am. But I'm. I, but, but D, I who do make, you got? Regardless, though, I do think that Price uh, is outperforming what everyone thought. Um, not everyone, but. He's he's right where I thought he would be. He, uh, um, he's the, the Canadians great. again are just a little bit better than yeah. I think anybody and really Price gave them credit. Yeah. They're they're I mean and we talked they're really good five on five team and, and they're Price really is still really, really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot deeper than um, most people want to give them credit. But Vegas is so deep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously more high end talent than. Yeah. So you're taking Flurry as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got <laughs> Flurry. I mean, obviously I, Vegas hasn't been as good as we would have expected. Um, nine eight and three right now so it's it's fun to see the vegas golden knights twitter just freaking out because they've never seen anything close to 500 hockey before um but they've been pretty unfortunate to to this point in the season uh obviously i I still love the golden knights they're finally getting healthy um i I still think like brock said they're one of the best teams in hockey uh flurry to me still an elite goaltender at this age Uh, i believe i had him ranked my top three at the start of the year and when we did the update um 
just as high on him right now. I, you know, he, you know, he's going to start 60 games this year um, for what should be a really good team. Uh, I, I like Price as well. I, I like the Habs. It's just to me they're kind of uh, very comparable. They're just not as good as Vegas. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, what I mean. I think the same amount of starts. And yeah, Vegas I think just a better performance-wise, individually for Price and Flurry, it's more of a toss-up. Uh, so yeah, obviously the the team Vegas being better than Montreal is just what sways it for me. In terms of uh, expected goals for um, the, they're basically the same team, uh, which is crazy to really think about. Uh, you've got. The Golden Knights ranked third, Montreal ranked fifth in terms of goal, expected goals against. You've got Vegas ranked 17th, Montreal ranked 18th right now. So um, obviously uh, Vegas getting healthy is going to help boost those numbers back in their favor. So flurry for me. Uh, let's go final one. And uh, this is probably some guys that people are getting frustrated with here. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood My or boy. Martin Jones. D, your boy, you sticking with You're Mackenzie? Blackwood. Absolutely not. I, I, I... <laughs> I mean, again, the Sharks should be scoring more goals than they are right now, and I think that'll turn. And We've already seen it start to turn a bit. Uh, Jones, not a good goaltender, but he is yep. still going to get a ton of starts this season on what should Aaron be Dell. a much better team than the Sharks. Uh, Blackwood's starting to emerge as the starter, I think. I mean, they're, neither of them are playing great, but I think they realize it's just more valuable at this point to give Blackwood the playing time over Corey Schneider. Um so I, I just think at the end of the day, there's going to be a, a lot more matchups you feel good about playing Martin Jones in than you do Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah. Uh, I, I think any of the weaker defensive teams, you can kind of bet on the Sharks at the very least scoring with them, if not outscoring them. Uh, and then if Jones throws in a couple of random games, and he does, he has gotten hot at times over it's the last four in a row coming into tonight. Yep. Yeah, so I, I, like I said, I just think there's going to be uh, a lot more matchups where you can get actually get Jones in your lineup, and I think those are going to be few and far between with Blackwood. Oh yeah, absolutely Jones. Um, but I do have to state Brock um, in a, in our goalie episode when it's just me and you doing it. Who was the person I said would uh, would take over most likely to take over starting job was Mackenzie Blackwood. Blackwood. So, yeah. Um, you know, I've gotten bango, bango. one thing right this year. That's about it. But um, I just wanted to point that out, gloat about that for a little bit. But at the same time, uh, Martin Jones for sure. Almost uh, like this one was too easy, I thought. Um, you know, too easy. Too easy, Brock. Too easy. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going Martin Jones too, so too easy. Uh, but all right, let's fire it over to the Blue Stones first. Uh, when we get back, we're going to go back to the Crosby-Marner injuries a little bit. We're gonna just going to talk about some buy-low candidates. Um, to help you kind of solidify your center and wing positions. Uh, a couple guys to target in that regard. Uh, then obviously we're going to talk weekend streamers like we always do, but the schedule is just so fucked up this week. I mean, we got like 15 so games on, on Saturday. I don't even know how many we have on Sunday. Not very many. So um, it's, Five, kind of hard, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard to stream, guys. We're basically going to be talking about uh, some people you can pick up to play Sunday because your whole you know, core is going to be going on Saturday night. Yeah. So, uh, and then after that, we're going to get to a couple Twitter questions. Haven't done that in a while, but uh, before we go over to the blue stones, just remember the daily face off podcast is sponsored by odd shark, which is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities, expert editorial content and detailed matchup picks. If you're looking for statistics for uh, or trends for upcoming games, Oddshark has that too, and it is 100% free. Uh, they've got expert in-depth analysis, stats, numbers, and trends to help you make the sharp game day picks. Whether you want, in to, get, want to get in on tonight's Thursday night football action, t- uh, tomorrow's hockey game, or anything in between, head over to Oddshark and start playing like a shark today. Enjoy the Blue Stones.
Welcome back to season five, episode 14 of the Daily Faceoff podcast, brought to you by Oddshark.com. I'm your co host, Dylan Berthium. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed those sweet licks from the Blue Stones. Oh, yeah. Update on the Blue Stones. Update. So, what's the update? I, they're overseas right now, yep. uh, touring. You told this story last yeah, week. We, we did tell it. To you the did, podcast. I didn't listen to that part. Okay. They yeah. want to come on the show. Did you tell them that part? No. Yeah. They want to. They okay. want to come on the show. We definitely the Blue should. Stones want to team Give up whenever they are not on tour. Just give them like, uh, yeah, for sure. And I come on the show, like talk some puck, talk some Blue Stones. So that's exciting. But yeah, talk about shout how, out to the shout out to the connected. fan from Finland that uh, that walked up to him and told him that he loves the the stone. Dude, but he went like obviously it's not crazy far, but he went like he finished fan Sweden. and yeah. he went to Sweden to see the Blue Stones. Yeah. Because of us, love this guy. Whoever you are, you're a stud. You can come on the show too. Two weeks worth yeah, of shadows. He can definitely come yeah. on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he can. Might shout him out again next week. I might tell a story. Have a couple beers. Tell a story next Finally, week. But uh, yeah. B or uh, D, keep going. Blue Sounds. Check him out on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere else that you listen to We're music. We're on tour. The Diaz radio, like, FM, Diaz AM. Like the craziest lean going right now too. Yeah, you like he's that? Just been presenting this whole segment. This the is spine kind of swag is. Be, I get when I listen to the Blue Stones. Spine's gonna be super sore. Um, you guys want to talk about some bylaws? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's Can I talk about Tyler Segan? No, I'm going to talk about Tyler Segan. Uh, I'm going to talk about Tyler <laughs> So let's, uh, let's start with Tyler Segan. Three goals, Tyler Segan. Right, Brock? <laughs> it's not right. That's why I wanted to talk about him so I could pronounce his name correctly for right. an entire segment. But anyways, right. continue. Three goals, eight assists in 19 games. That's 11 points for Segan. Segan. Shot production a little bit down. He's still on pace for 255 shots, but that would be his lowest total since the 2012-13 lockout shortened season. It's a slight concern, uh, but there is some obvious regression coming Segan's way. Uh, He's quite clearly been the victim of some poor puck luck. Shooting just 5.1% would be the lowest mark of his career. Uh, less than half of his career shooting percentage of 11.0%. On-ice shooting percentage at 79 would also be the lowest mark for a full season in his career. Only two power play points on the season as well. Uh, has at least 24 power play points in each of the last six seasons. So you got to imagine that power play will be better and Sagan's production as well. Um, the team is converting on just 14% of their opportunities. Uh, the Stars had a 21.0 power play percentage last season. So they should be better on the man advantage than they have been. Um, obviously, Klingberg being out doesn't help, but I, I think Heiskin is a fair enough replacement. Uh, ho- hopefully they can figure that out. Uh, they've been really messing with the personnel. Um, haven't really just kind of stuck their best five guys out there and let them uh, be their best five guys. So, you know, hopefully they stop overthinking it soon and, and get um, Pavelski, Segan, Radulov, Ben all out so, there together. What, you mean you don't want to see Jason Dickinson and whoever, <laughs> Justin, Justin Dowling in the top six every night? No, I'm not. Nice goal by I'm Dowling. not crazy I'm fond of it. What's sick? I just, um, the one thing that's crazy is Radulov, like, Radulov and Segan need to be together. Like, they're both so good. They're so clearly it their two best so players well last year. Yeah. Like, why are we not yeah. Radulov out, stands out every single game I watch Pavelski needs to be getting... has a contract for five years right now yeah they're just doing a lot of weird shit man. why are we like... watching Pavelski center the fourth line like Stupid. what's happening I mean he scored Can't twice right I think, usage, but... right yeah so I mean the puck's gonna start bouncing Sagan's way um hopefully the coach figures it out um he should get back to around his usual point per game pace uh, so I would get in on Sagan while you can. Um, I'm going to just piggyback off that because I want to talk about oh, Jamie Ben as a buy low. Um, and this isn't because I you know, uh, fully believe in Jamie Ben bouncing back to being <laughs> the god that he once was. You definitely but- fully believed in him bouncing back about a month ago. Yeah, that's two months. Like two, two months. months. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But uh, no, like the one thing, though, is he's shooting 2.5%. He still has 40 shots, but... Uh, Shoot, uh, shot volume's down, but the shooting percentage is just, like, super brutal. Um, yeah. On-ice shooting percentage is 
I don't, I think he's got one, yeah, one power play assist, one power play goal, all things that are going to turn around eventually, you would imagine. Uh, but here's why he's a buy low for me. People are so fed up with this guy right now. Um, and they're going to, you're going to, you can get him for nothing, like literally nothing. And I'd rather trade for Jamie Ben and reap the benefits when that turnaround eventually happens then you know just try to pick up somebody off of free agency like you can basically get jamie ben for like a bottom of your roster guy right now nobody everyone's losing their mind over this guy so uh he is like you know might not be you know jamie ben of old but he is like the biggest super buy low of all time so jamie ben for me the stars got to turn it around offensively eventually so beebs uh who you buying low on i am uh taking a kind of ridiculous shot here because it's someone who was drafted uh, probably first or second overall, but Nikita Kucherov is my <laughs> buy low right now. Um, and I'm going to feel pretty dumb because after tonight, I think he has uh, four or five points. So He had, th- he had uh, f- four tonight. Yeah, throw all these stats out the window. But regardless, before tonight, he only had 13 points in 15 games. And 17 and 16. <laughs> it's over a point per game so after he's tonight. he's now over. Um, but uh, this was inspired by, um, I actually had someone reach out to me this week and uh, they told me, you know, I, I think Kucherov's uh, gonna gonna. He's not as good as he's as last year. He's gonna go back to uh, less than a point per game pace, and uh, and I sat there laughing, and I proceeded to tell the person they were wrong, and then they uh, they proceeded to tell me I didn't know what I was talking about. So go off Kucherov, cause screw this guy. Like my. Uh, you know what? I would sell low on Kucherov right yeah. now because I drafted him over Connor McDavid, and I say this as Connor just puts home a hattie, so yeah. that was regrettable. It's you know, uh, watching this game as I'm trying to the. Talk. Uh, the positional <laughs> eligibility of just center and right winger lured me to Kucherov. But, yeah. I mean, um, I think you could obviously – the thing about it is, like, sure, I think it's a buy low because, like, obviously his value isn't going to get much lower probably this season. No, it's an extreme buy so you can, you can probably offer – People are willing to do, like – if you're if someone's offering up even Barkov for him right now, I'm taking that. Like, like some, even if it's anyone who's ranked lower than here, I'm going to take it because, I, I don't know, just in my opinion – from here on out, the next 60 games, I don't see anyone being much better. Like, if somebody Kucherov. offered me Barkov for Kucherov, like, I wouldn't accept it right now, but some as, people as might. Barkov being a strict center, though? Yeah. Just like, I just wouldn't do it. Like, yeah. Well, wait, what are we saying? I think you guys are crossed right now. Yeah. Like, if I have Kucherov, like, I'm not going to accept yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, I thought you meant you you wouldn't. Um, okay. <laughs> At yeah. least I could follow. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, D. I got but, you. yeah. So for, for me, just. Kind of like the beginning of the year, he just had a slow start. We saw it tonight. He goes off for four. This is a guy who we saw it at the end of last year. I think he put up, he closed the year just at a ridiculous pace. There's no reason to think he can't do it again. And uh, he's done it, you know, year after year. We saw him put up 100 the year before last, 128 last year. He's had 40, or average 40 goals the last three years. Um, this is no joke. And this is a guy where I think a lot of people are just in those leagues where people are a little overactive, that's the ones I'm telling you to, to attack them. Because I've, I've, I've fielded three or four questions about Kucherov no, like, on Twitter. No, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Like, I'm surprised no one's offered me a trade for him. Um, yeah. it's, I, it's just, uh, like, I agree because you're not going to get him at a lower point, basically. Like, it's, that's it's as low as you can get. You can actually, like... Now's the time you could get him if you... You could actually trade. get a trade. You could actually make a trade for Kucherov. It's feasible. Where normally it's like, fuck you, I'm not... That's no. My, that's my whole He's going to put up 130 points this year. I'm not trading him. My whole um, segment summed up right there. <laughs> there it is. You can actually trade for so Nikita Kucherov. Right yeah. Uh, D, who uh, who you, uh, else you buying low on? Anybody else? Or just uh, Segan just, just had the one? I like Jonathan March, so actually. Um... 
Center left wing eligibility in Yahoo is off to a bit of a slow start. Why does he have center? He played like hasn't played. Dude, Yahoo is so hasn't played really center since years. Florida. Like, no. <laughs> like and like he centered the third line like nine times in Florida. Yeah. Um. So yeah, off to a bit of a slow start. Four goals, nine assists. In uh, that's not right. How many games? Eighteen, I think. Eighteen. Nineteen. Yes, that was. We'll call it. We'll call it eighteen. I had thirteen games, so obviously that's wrong. Um. Sagan. <laughs> Uh, like March. Sagan, Marchstow's underlying numbers have remained strong. He's on pace for 267 shots, playing nearly 18 minutes a night. Uh, and his possession numbers remain as strong as ever. Uh, just another guy here who's just struggled with puck luck so far this season, shooting just 6.2%. He's a career 10.6 shooter uh, with an on-ice shooting percentage of 7.3. Uh, so Marchstow and Vegas as a whole are too good for those numbers not to improve. Regression is coming his way. Uh, so I would definitely act fast. He was actually playing with Mark Stone last night against Chicago. Uh, so that's exciting, but Bodes it was well, yeah. kind of offset by the fact that Cody Eakin was centering the line. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I guess... Cody Eakin did get hurt, though. He wasn't at practice today. So maybe they'll just abandon the ship there on that altogether. Yeah, they could definitely just go back to having uh, uh, Carlson, Smith, and March still back together at the line, which is totally fine. Uh, I, I think the takeaway from that little bit of line juggling and him ending up with Stone is that either way, March is going to be an integral part of this offense moving forward. Uh, so I think it's a guy we're targeting at a pretty thin position right now in left wing. And apparently you can just plug him in at center too for the fun of it. <laughs> just if you want to, if yeah. you need, if if you need to. Um, hasn't played center in four years. Going for another uh, another high-end pick here. But Taylor Hall, um, out in New Jersey, we've talked about that team kind of struggling to start. Hall really hasn't this year. He has 15 points in 17 games. Um, it's kind of the same as Kucherov. And maybe not the same as Kucherov. But um, we're at the point where now is just the lowest point I think he'll be at during the year. And I say that because he has two goals on 62 shots. Um, for those of you at home, that is an absolutely terrible shooting percentage and something that Taylor Hall is way too good to keep up all year. Um, he's on pace for his usual close to 300 shots. We saw him be a, over a point-per-game player um, the last two years. Uh, granted, last year was smaller, so a smaller sample size, so it was a little bit different. But um, Regardless, uh, Taylor Hall, he's putting up the assists with the goals starting to come. He's getting the shots. So, um, you know, just a matter of time before, uh, you know, puck starts going in the net. And he's back to being a point-per-game player, if not above that again. So, um, you know, keep an eye on Taylor Hall. Make it he's got to start score. scoring goals eventually. So, that terrible I'm dying laughing over here. you got to get this game off. <laughs> the Oilers are oh, just toying. Zach Cassian is taking runs left and <laughs> He right. absolutely just destroyed JT Comfort. <laughs> oh, my God. It's after he just, like, poked the shit out of Colorado's yeah. fifth goalie, Antoine Bebo, after the whistle. Oh, just Bebo comes into, the, comes into the game, makes Sorry. his first save, it's and just bad Cassian's just out but, there. Yeah. But, dude, I swear to God, we've had this game on for 15 minutes, <laughs> and Cassian, McDavid, and Tristan have been on the ice the entire time. So hard In a watch. 5-1 game, they just don't get off the ice. But, uh, okay, I'm going to just talk really quick here. Similar to what you were uh, talking about, Biebs, with uh, Kucherov, I had Vincent Trocek as my buy low, uh, and then he potted uh, two Genos tonight. And uh, just going back to Marcia's for a second, that was in 20 games yeah. uh, on the season. There we go. Um, 13 points in 20 games. Yes. Uh, so Trocek scored two goals tonight. Uh, so obviously these numbers are going to be a little bit flawed. But he was shooting 3.2% coming into the night. Uh, but then even just dating back to last year, a uh, shortened season for him, he only shot 6.3%. So he's got 11 goals on his last like 180 or 190 shots. Um, so... The goal scoring numbers are going to improve. That team is going to score He's a lot way of goals. Too good of a goal uh, yeah, that uh, as well. this, exactly. Um, you know, you'd like to see the shot volume increase. Uh, his his playing time's down a bit this year, which kind of is something we expected to happen. Yeah, like, and we saw it last year too. With all the time he missed, he came back and was relegated to the second power play unit specifically, mm-hmm. which is the issue. 
Uh, and Quenville's kind of followed Bugner's suit and really loaded up on the top line, um, and which is weird because he's kind of like thinning like out that, his yeah. second and third line. You know what I mean? He doesn't have Hoffman with Chochek right now. Um, yeah, he's got... It's kind of weird. He's got him with Boyle. His lines have always yeah, really I, made I a think lot of I, sense. I mean, I think in an ideal world, you, you have Dadnov, Sir Hubido, and Barkov together, and then mm. you could still put Hoffman and Vitrano uh, on his Connelly. And again, this is from a fantasy perspective, yeah. is to get everyone their best players involved offensively all the time. So that's the one concern I would say with Trocek, but it, yeah, I think, I think the value I think there's there, a world though. where it's him, Hoffman, and Connolly or Vitrano, whoever they want to do. Yeah, for, I mean, for an extended period of time, like that should be how it works. Because they've got enough complementary pieces with you know yeah. Sevier, Dryden Hunt, yeah, guys yeah. like that that and can play. And that's what we with... saw a lot uh, earlier in the year too was Hoffman and Trocheck, and I, I think you know they'll get back to that sooner than later. Um, but yeah, that again, it's more the power play time than anything else, right? Just yeah, you'd love the... to see him. There's just he's that's the one thing is he's just never going to supplant um, any of those guys. He could potentially, but it'd have to be like Dadnov getting in the doghouse again yeah. or something like well, that. I mean, right? when you watch Dadnov just blow the zone with regularity, I mean, it's only a matter of time before Q gets pissed hey. off about that. Uh, and then I just want to talk again. We've, we've brought him up every single time we've talked about by low is at Phil Kessel. Uh, 10 Phil. points in 19 games. Uh, he's playing his 20th game of the season tonight. Uh, shooting just 5.9%. This is a guy that, you know, that's 5% lower than his career average. Uh, 51 shots in 20 games. So, um, you know, a lot, the shot volume is really solid. Uh, they're on ice shooting percentage, still just 6.9%. So uh, we've seen them kind of shuffle those lines a bit. It was funny uh, in the, in the preseason we heard that you know he they'd be stupid not to put Schmaltz and uh, Kessel together at some point. Shoot. It didn't really take very long for them to kind of go to that nuclear option as they referred to it as. Um, and Schmaltz is with Kessel right now. They've played pretty well together. So Kessel's still a guy um, whose numbers aren't quite where people would have expected with where you would have had to draft him. Uh, they're still like, oh, Arizona's not good if you're an average fan, but they are good. They're legit. Kessel's playing fantastic. His uh, underlying numbers are just off the charts. 55.6 Corsi 4 uh, plus 8 Corsi Rel. So uh, way better numbers than he ever had in Pittsburgh even. So a lot to like about Phil Kessel. Uh, you guys got any more buy lows to rattle off here? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out. No, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, out. Yeah. Dry. <laughs> All right. I, I, I think I'm any weekend streamers to talk about? Uh, well, we talked about it. There's no teams that are playing Friday and Sunday. No, um, that's our favorite schedule. So it's kind of kind of be just targeting individual games and matchups. Uh, not a lot of great back-to-backs to target either, as well as goalie starts. I think the one exception would be Linus Allmark. Yeah, I was just uh, going to mention that. Yeah, likely starting Sunday in Chicago, if not Saturday in Ottawa. Um, so either one of those starts just a solid spot start for you at the end of the week. I don't hate 9% owned Corey Crawford. If he ends up starting in Buffalo on Sunday rather than, or versus Buffalo on home ice, uh, rather than in Nashville on Saturday, he did play phenomenal last night in, yeah. in if, Vegas. If, so he could go in Nashville. If they're both available, who you take in Allmark or Crawford for that Sunday matchup? Say they're playing against each other. On oh, Sunday. I would could, take Crawford. You think, but I think what's going to happen is they're going to play Crawford in Nashville and let Laner. Uh, start against Buffalo because we've heard time and time again about how much he just fucking hates the Sabres. Yeah, sure, he's gonna show sure. Uh, and he's going to just post a 94 save shot. I would take Allmark in that situation, but I, I do agree that uh, Crawford's worth uh, a look as well. I, I just in that like that game seems like such a toss up on a back to back that I think that yeah, and that's really be... the the only game where the tail end looks like an enticing matchup because I mean you got Vegas and Calgary, um, so I don't love targeting the backup on either one of those games for the Sunday affair. I think honestly. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Allmark ends up getting uh, the Senators on Saturday. Uh, Hutton started two in a row. He's getting up a ton of goals in both. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Allmark starts Saturday and Hutton goes Sunday. 
but still, if you pick up Allmark and start against the Senators, uh, they're a little bit hot right now. But, you know, you could still, if you need help, uh, or if, if some of your other goaltenders have, you know, really difficult matchups, maybe you're a guy like uh, that owns John Gibson and you've got him in St. Louis on Saturday, I think I'd rather start Allmark against yeah. the Sens at that point. Yeah. So um, I, w- I think he's a guy that's worth picking up because either way, it doesn't matter which game he gets. It's two really good matchups. Yeah, where- just make sure you can fit the start in on Saturday if that's the case, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, other than that, it's, as far as skaters go, it's just single game matchups. So you can look at maybe some of the games tomorrow. Uh, if we're looking at Sunday, I think Vegas, um, just with their depth, uh, is probably the best team to target. Uh, like I said, against the Flames, Paul Stastny, Alex Tuck, both coming to mind, both widely available right now. Uh, even Cody Eakin, like Brock said, got got hurt in that game. Yeah, he, he missed um, practice today. They're not really sure what. So his yeah, deal is yet. I mean, if he's happens to be healthy and he's playing with Stone and March, so obviously Eakin could be worth a look as well. Um, but Stastny, Tuck, even Cody Glass, there's a lot of options uh, just with how deep they are that offer upside in any one game. So I like I like going after Vegas on Sunday against the Flames. Yeah, I think the Sabers offer a little bit of upside as well. Uh, they're banged up. They have no Sabatka who is filling a second line role. No season. Sabatka. Um, and no uh, Marcus Johansson, who is also filling a second-line role. So they're kind of playing around with things a little bit right now. You're not about to suggest like, Casey Middlestad. No, I was going to say Connor Sheary. Uh, he's playing with Jeff Skinner. I think Sheary's a guy that you could kind of take a look at. Um, that's pretty much it at this point. He's on the second power play unit as well. So Sheary's a guy, they, like we said, uh, you know, against the Senators and, and the Blackhawks this weekend. Those are two ideal matchups to target uh, from a, you know, a goal scorer's perspective. So I like Connor Sheary a little bit uh, this weekend as a spot start. Sure. But, uh, Biebs, let's go over to you. we got a couple Twitter questions. Let's fit these in here at the end of the show before we fire over to the Blue Stones. I got worried you're going to put me on spot and be like, you got any weekend pickups? I mean, I don't have any weekend pickups. <laughs> but regardless, um, as Brock mentioned, we're bringing back the old seg we haven't seen in a while twitter questions tweet tweet um you can find us at daily faceoff podcast dfo podcast. at dfo podcast. At DFO. <laughs> yeah wow well, way to go beebs uh been a while at dfo podcast and you're fired um no this is all part of my things so that people will remember and i could say it four it's, times yeah so it's, DFO it, podcast. it's at dfo podcast that's where you can find us if you ever want to ask any questions ever want to reach out um twitter's a free service so feel free to hit us up or if you want to hit us up individually maybe a little bit quicker we got at 3d birthium at Brock underscore Segan or me at Biebs Bondi. On I have Twitter. a hell of a time trying to find you all the time. I don't know why. It's like, literally it, Biebs Bondi. I know it never so pops easy. up for me though. And I always think it's underscore. Also, if you follow, if I you listen to this like podcast and you don't follow ago. the main account, I don't know what you're doing, but we should plug at Daily Face Off as well. Yeah. yeah, and like I say every time we do Twitter questions, that is going to be the one that gets answered the most it, every single time somebody yeah. tweets at me. It Brock's pings my on. phone. So if you really are in desperate need of a question. Fired at Daily Faceoff. That'll be where I'm most likely yeah. to answer you. Um, Rock could be on a romantic date, and he'll see that, and he'll consider answering it. So that's uh, yeah. I'm engaged. We don't do romantic dates anymore. Ooh, I probably <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> Screw that. You're in. You, you made it, bud. Anyways, uh, first question. We don't really have to go over it, but um, just want to give a shout out to this guy for even asking us a question. So at Chanel Joshua um, asks thoughts on why Klingberg is suddenly such a poor fantasy player. I'm going to go ahead and answer that. Klingberg's injured. Um, that's <laughs> that's why. Well, He's he was, not playing. That's but, um, it, you know, before he was hurt, um, Brock, any any answers to that? I think it's just I, it no, we talked about him as slow start. Yeah, we talked about him being a buy low candidate, uh, shooting to just 2.8%. Uh, shot volume was was still there. It was still solid. On ice shooting percentage was uh, 6.4%. Uh, he had zero power play goals, two power play assists. Uh, you know, and this is a guy at 20 power play points last year, 23 the year before. So just a lack of power play production early on. Yep. Really unlucky at 5v5. Um, I think that, you know, this is a, you know, obviously it's a kind of a weird question because he's out. Uh, but I think this is a guy that, 
uh, is definitely worth targeting right now for in sure. trades uh, because not only is his number were his numbers terrible, he's out for like a month. Um, so you might be able to you know get him away from an Super owner legit. who who is kind of you know looking for some help. Uh, you know maybe they're they're not doing so well in the standings. Needs yeah, or they drafted Klimberg as their lead defense. Exactly. So this is a, this is a spot where you can trade them, uh, especially if you're in a situation that has some D depth. Uh, you can trade one of your guys that are overperforming right now and kind of just take that loss over the next month because when Klingberg gets back, he's a legit number one fantasy mm-hmm. defenseman. And then, you know, you could pair him with somebody else on your team that is probably still a uh, number one fantasy defenseman. Oh, yeah. If you can give up, you know, any two or three right now for Klingberg... Um, Almost worth it. But the next question comes to us from at news underscore egg underscore. And he asks... <laughs> double underscore. Double underscore. Just like the MSM Messenger days. Anyways, he asks, is Thatcher Demko going to take over the Vancouver job? Vancouver seems to play better in front of him. We kind of addressed this already. Yeah, I was going to say, we kind of addressed this already. Um, I don't think he will know... I think best case scenario is a 50-50 split, and I think that's still reaching. Uh, I think most likely, I, I said, uh, I like this kind of as a 52-30 to 30 start ratio uh, in favor of Markstrom. But Demko has been outstanding, and you know, as good as Markstrom has played as well, it's kind of hard to, to sit a guy for a week or a week and a half at a time when he's playing as well as Demko has. Um, so... I have Demko in a couple leagues. I think that he's definitely worth owning because it seems like every single time he does get the start, he's turning in really quality results. And maybe it's only one start a week, but he's going to help you, especially in, in goals against average save percentage leagues. Uh, so, I no, I don't think he's going to take over the number one job, but I think he's going to really eat into Markstrom. And if you're a Canucks fan or, you know, the Canucks coach, Travis Green, I think the best case scenario is to have both those guys clicking and kind of feeding off each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, Markstrom will have to play pretty bad for an extended period of time mm-hmm. for Demko to get anywhere Take the near. Job. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, like you said, we talked about it. You're a little bit more optimistic than me. I think it's going to be closer to 25, but it, I do think he's going to start more than the average backup. He's not just going to be playing back to backs. Uh, you're going to see him getting starts, you know, in stretches like three games in six nights, four and nine or ten, uh, stuff like that. He's going to get a lot more work than the average backup. Um, and yeah, Vancouver's a half decent team, so there's probably going to be some cushy matchups. I agree, worth owning this year, but I wouldn't be fretting if I'm a Markstrom owner. Uh, right now, it is uh, 12 to um, 7 in terms of starts. So over the course of an 82 well, game. Markstrom was gone, right? Yeah, he missed some time. I had a death in the family. But just what I'm saying though, right yeah, now. I, Dem- if you're going to base that for the season, yeah, like, no, that's yeah, four of them. You got to contribute. But yeah. it's uh, right there. I'm just saying what they've done through this point is. Um, 30 to 52 starts. So it's kind yeah. of right in that area. So, so I think so, I'm right. Yeah, so it's going to be like... It, <laughs> if you take away I mean, but, but Demko wasn't starting at all at the start of the season either, where now it's it's kind of a bit of both. So I think it's going to be right around that, you know, anywhere... I say between 28 and 32. Let's call it. I say 25. Fair enough. Final question. <laughs> this is a question of the week. We should, we should put a beer bet on that one. How many starts does Thatcher Demko? I mean, Brady Kachuk's got like double the points of Jamie Benn right now. So Brady we can Kachuk. go double in our hey, phone on that if you want. He is so good. Do you want to cash out of that? He's so good. good. He's so clutch. He is just, there's so many things that I want that guy on my team for. And yeah, uh, yeah. fun to watch. But uh, so crazy. He just goes out and he's like eight shots in the night. And you're like, what are you, Alex Ovechkin? Yeah. Yeah. Still just 11 points in 18 games. Bit underperforming, but you know, not the best talent around him. Hopefully he gets, uh, hopefully he gets exciting in the next. Yeah. Hopefully he gets some run with our boy, JG Pajo. His brother is also one of my favorite players. 10 and 10, 20 points. Matthew TK. Oh my God. That guy. Anyways. Um, Final question comes from at Cheseltine eighty three, and they say stats are, plef- are 
Wow. I gotta, I there's a plethora it. of stats out there. Hey, I know. I, I just had to take a second here, but um, stats, there's a plethora. plethora <laughs> I can't even hit it. There's a plethora. I'm not even it. Plethora <laughs> of information out there. PDO, IPP, Corsi, HDSF, shot percentage, etc. If you had to look at only three main stats, be advanced or standard, which three paint the best picture uh, of an individual's fantasy output? I think it's obviously uh, there. It is. Plethora. I think it's hard to narrow it down to three. Uh, obviously, you hear us talk about it a lot. For us, we really like shots. We like we, lo- we shot. love shot volume and shooting percentage. Those two obviously have a great indicator of how a player is doing, uh, whether it's underperforming or overperforming. On ice shooting percentage, you hear us talk about that. That's uh, what I was gonna say. You don't really need to look at PDO when you're looking at uh, fantasy players because yeah, PDO takes in consideration. Uh, the goalie save percentage when he's on the ice, as well as the on-ice shooting percentage. Obviously, if we're just looking at a player's offensive production, it, it, how many shots your goalie saves behind you has absolutely nothing, nothing to, to do with it. that. Um, so that's why we just look at on-ice shooting percentage. 10%, normally a pretty um, good indicator. Uh, the very best players can kind of consistently be around 10. I think Crosby had a stretch where he was uh, 11% for multiple seasons, but anytime you see someone uh, crazy north or south of 10% for an on-ice shooting percentage, that uh, normally means there's some yeah, aggression coming Yeah, you see guys, over. like we're talking about Kessel at 6.9%, that 7% range is something you can expect to go up. Um, me and Dylan, when we're writing at Daily Faceoff, we talk a lot about scoring chances for and against. Obviously, when you're looking for a guy to produce, you're looking for uh, scoring chances for and um, yeah but i think if you you can be more superficial with fantasy uh with because scoring chances sure. it, it's more of a uh, I, I guess a slightly more of a team stat because when you look at scoring chances it's the amount of scoring chances your team generates when you're on the ice it's not necessarily the amount of scoring chances that that individual player or even his line are generating but you, um, de- you definitely want a guy that's out there on a team that is producing exactly. no, more no, scoring chances for sure than, but than i think not. i was just gonna say i think that you don't normally gets uh, reflected in something like shots um or on ice shooting percentage like if you see a guy who's nearly an assist point per game and he doesn't have a crazy inflated on ice shooting percentage it's because they're generating a lot of scoring chances right so i think you can kind of uh gloss over that for the most part um the one time i do really like to look at it for season-long fantasy uh would be if a guy's jumping up to to a top line or something like that uh when you see a sudden line change and you want to get an idea of what kind of situation he's walking into for sure um so yeah if it's you know a guy like cassian moving up to mcdavid and dry settle and you know the oilers are obviously averaging uh north of 30 scoring chances per 60 with McDavid and Dreisaitl on the ice is it's an obvious obviously a, a good spot for Cassie to be so um yeah I, I, other than that I think you can kind of just really just go off of like you said the shooting percentages shots um and th- that'll do most of the work for you um power play points you kind of want to keep an eye on that because any any time especially in the early season if a guys got more than half a power play point per game you know that's pretty pretty unsustainable yeah um unless you're the, the 2018 19 you're you're looking Tampa at like game. anything around like basically a point every yeah like 25% of, of your points coming out. Yeah, uh, and uh, the and the other line. thing to remember with shots too, especially I, I guess when you're looking more year to year, uh, it's the shots relative to the ice time, right? That's how we've kind of hit on some of these guys in the past. Timo Meyer is one that comes to mind. He had over 200 shots while playing 15, 15 minutes, minutes a night. Yep. Um, so that's just an, e- an easy tell right there. Um, let's us know that guys like Frank Vetrano could potentially be really productive if they ever saw an increase in ice time. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen in Florida. Nino. Probably they have on the wing. Yeah, guys th- like Nino. I think um, this is a good time to to give shout-outs. Um, hockey references is, is what we use constantly. Uh, they make it so easy to find out how many shots a player has, his shooting percentage, his on-night shooting percentage, yeah. all right there. It's, a, it's a, just a tremendous resource. Uh, absolutely use hockey reference. Also, natural statric is tremendous. 
um, at comparing players. You can they have a line tool where yep. you can you can put the players together who they play with and see just how good they are. Uh, tons of different things you can play around with. Uh, those are are mine and Dylan. I know yeah. go to sites every single day. I and, use Hockey uh, Reference probably yeah. nine thousand times a day. And NHL.com is not great, but I do think it's the easiest to use if you're just looking one at uh, superficial team or or player stats and rankings stuff like that. I I think it's their a, stats the one thing a that bit is underrated. so good about NHL.com that they added like three years ago is being able to sort uh on a year like mul- over multiple, multiple years seasons, yeah. or also just through maybe a game two week game. three yeah. week uh time frame and kind of see really look how, at the short you can narrow trends. it down yeah. and that one uh nhl.com is so so good yeah. for finding um short-term power play yeah that's time on ice the, and stuff the best, that is, if the you, best use for that would be power play production yeah. uh because you know with power plays it's not a, a team's not running the same scheme for full 82 game season no. uh unless it's an incredibly talented and, and well-developed scheme as well Washington. um like what we saw with tampa last year where they've kind of just given the capitals, star yeah, players never options. capitals yeah. just let ovi shoot yeah yeah because i mean it's like he, he's consistent enough where it's like you either give him that shot or you leave two other guys wide open so um but aside from that like teams are making adjustments all the time on special teams so it's really important i think if you're playing DraftKings, or even if you're looking at uh, maybe the waiver wire best power play teams to target um, to kind of look in 30 day intervals. And it gives you a really good tell of the, the short term trends and which power plays are working right now and which ones have kind of been figured out. Yeah. And if, if you use all three of those resources uh, and put them together with dailyfaceoff.com, you should dominate your fantasy leagues. But uh, anyways, that was season five, episode 14. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, the couple questions that we got. Uh, never hesitate to reach out. Uh, if you have any questions, we've given you all of our Twitter handles. Uh, this has been season five, episode 14 of the Daily Faceoff podcast, brought to you by Odd Shark. I'm Brock Segan. We've got Dylan D. Berthew, Michael Beebs Bondi. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys back here next week. That episode was a plethora of minutes long. <laughs> Baby, be my fire Baby, be my flame Baby, be the softly burning embers Through December into June Cows and Baby, be my conjurer And I Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.